In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Christian life is all about what one author called the already but not yet. Through faith and the gift of the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> we experience God's presence and have a sense of fulfillment. We live in Christ right now. Yet our current experience of Christ is provisional. It looks forward to something more in the future. This tension between fulfillment and expectation is captured in the epistle, which says, the Lord is at hand. At hand means near. To be near is to be, in some sense, not present. But near also means close by, which implies accessibility. When a mom says to her child, I'm going to the other room for a minute, the child knows that the mom is near, within hailing distance, and feels safe, even though she is not actually present in the room. The Lord is near, but he is not yet fully here. We await his second coming and the consummation of all things. The Lord is near and accessible to us. We are never alone. The measure of his presence that we experience now in his nearness puts within us the hope and the longing for the fullness of his presence that we will experience when he arrives in person. This pattern of fulfillment and expectation can be observed throughout the Bible. God appeared to Abraham and entered into a, a covenant, a relationship with him. Yet that covenant pointed forward. It made promises to Abraham's seed. Moses brought Israel out of Egypt. The people met God at Mount Sinai. Yet the Sinai covenant promised land, descendants, and prosperity in the future. Israel entered the land in fulfillment of the promises of God, yet even as the covenant promises were being fulfilled under Kings David and Solomon, God promised to save Israel by sending yet a future king. <clears throat> Jesus came in fulfillment of the promises of God, yet as soon as Jesus the Messiah came and fulfilled the covenant, he left with the promise of the second coming. It would be the consummation of all things. The experience of Israel is always fulfillment and expectation. This is the mystery of the sacrament. Jesus is present in the sacrament of his body and blood. As we receive Christ's body and blood, we enter into a real experience of communion with the Father through the Son in the Spirit. Yet, we understand this real presence and experience 
to be but a foretaste of a greater and more complete experience yet to come. The entire life of prayer speaks of this pattern. Through prayer, we are continually united with the Father, through the Son, in the Spirit. We experience God's presence now. Yet, this very experience produces within us a longing for something more. As Romans says, we who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. When we understand life with sacramental vision, we see this tension everywhere. The creation points us to God. It is an outward sign of the God who made it. <clears throat> Thus, life in the body is good. But the creation is not God, and life in the body in this world is not the ultimate thing. Every taste of joy we experience through the creation is temporary. We fall into error when we attempt to find ultimate fulfillment in this life, when we lose the tension between present fulfillment and future anticipation. People often err this way in relationships. They make human relationships of love the ultimate thing, which sets them up for disappointment when they come to an end or don't live up to the expectation. The tension between the now and the not yet enables us to process both the good and the bad of life in a balanced way. We experience good as a foretaste of glory, as a real participation and ultimate joy in the present moment. Yet we know it is but a temporary foretaste. And when it passes, we're able to look beyond it to the God who gave it to us. We are saddened by loss and tragedy, but the sadness of loss in Christ is always tempered by the hope of resurrection and the promise that Jesus will come again and make all things new. This balance of fulfillment and expectation leads to the counsel St. Paul gives us in the epistle. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. The Lord Jesus is near. We can rejoice in him, in his proximity to us, even as we anticipate the time when nearness will give way to personal presence. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God will keep your hearts. As we commit all the desires, joys, pains, sadness, and anxieties of life to the Lord who is near, we experience peace, not because everything in our lives is peaceful, but because through prayer we learn to experience 
God's redemptive presence, God's peace in everything. We can give thanks in everything, not because everything we experience is good, but because through prayer we see how Christ is present in everything to redeem it, to make all things new. Our closing blessing in the, in the liturgy comes from today's epistle. The epistle, in many ways, sums up the liturgy. We come to the altar of God to offer prayers and supplications, to offer the great thanksgiving. We leave with the peace of God that passes all understanding. Why? because we have entered into communion with the Lord who is near. We have strength for the present and a taste of the glory yet to come. The life of prayer maintains our experience of joy and peace in daily life. Our life of prayer consists of habits through which in everything we offer prayer and supplications with thanksgiving and as a result are continually guarded by the peace of God. This is why we are exhorted in many passages to pray constantly. Romans says, continue steadfastly in prayer. Ephesians says to pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And 1 Thessalonians says, pray without ceasing. The Lord is near, and the Lord is coming soon. Thus, rejoice in the Lord always, and in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.